1: Before we get started with tonight's episode of Benched with Bubba, I want to talk to you about Rotoballer.com, proud sponsor of the show. Do my written content over at Rotoballer.com, and this podcast is a podcast part of the Rotoballer radio network, so I want to let you know that uh, football season quickly approaching with you guys. Win big in 2021 with Rotoballer.com's NFL premium pass. Are you ready to dominate your season-long in DFS leagues? RotoBallers NFL premium pass and draft kit includes rankings, projections, and cheat sheets for all formats. Get exclusive draft articles, DFS tools, lineup optimizers, and premium Slack chats. Join in on the winning and take 50% off any premium pass. Use promo code Bubba, B-U-B-B-A, for another 10% discount. Just visit rotoballer.com backslash radio, sign up today, and start rotoballing like a boss. And Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bench with Bubba, episode 409 of a recurring guest to Bench with Bubba, a good, good, great, great person that you guys need to follow on Twitter if you're not already, a uh, good human being, great baseball analyst, all-in-one um, is Tool Specs and Q. We're going to talk about today, as we talked about before, he's on the show, we're going to get an update, look into 2022, all that great stuff, because it is October it's already 2022 draft season so it never ends as we get going we're kind of slow playing it this year but we're getting going there so to join me tonight on this episode you can find me on twitter at c a marcano m-a-r-c-a-n-o carlos marcano
2: how are we doing my friend all good brian all good and uh, extremely happy to be here again as i told you before i'm in I always appreciate you inviting me, and uh, I love talking baseball with you because you're not only a, a great guy, but you are very knowledgeable. So two for one, man. What else can I ask for?
1: <laughs> ditto, my friend, ditto. And I forgot to plug it, but you've had the specs and much more of his great work at PitcherList.com, which we all know is a phenomenal website, as we've had many members of PitcherList on this great uh, this show. But um, how's that? anything else? How how'd your fantasy season go? Like what's – What's going? It's been a while since we chatted. It was probably yeah. I, I could have looked, but I'm just. I should have looked, but I want to say May or June, June maybe something like that. So it's been a little yeah. while. How how'd things turn out for you?
2: So I had a, a pretty decent fantasy season to be honest. I, one of the things I, I, I loved the most was my first participation in TGA FBI, which uh, we were in the same, same league, league. league. Yeah. and and and. So what's so cool that we had a, a four-way tie in the third place? Yes, crazy. Uh, <laughs> it was a really crazy, and everything in the last day, <laughs> and and uh, well, Zach Waxman just obliterated. Yeah, us. he he did his <laughs> in, own thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we were just looking for the second place, which yep. I think John Russell got, and mm-hmm. and then we got third with with uh, Ryan Bloomfield and and. Uh, uh uh, the dog from triple play fantasy and and both of us so uh, i I mean it was pretty cool because um first participation in tgfbi and actually i've never even used uh, the nfbc uh Mm -hmm. side at all so it was like my baptism and i loved it I, i learned a lot from you guys to be honest
1: you did great. Like it, it was a fun league. I, I've been fortunate because I've I've been in it all. I think four years now that they've done this, and it's grown obviously every year. And it's how I get to meet people like yourself and others. Like I've had so many people that I, I've been in a league with. Well, heck, the first year I was in a league with like Jeff Erickson from Rotowire, and that's how I met him. And then he like we start so oh I was kind God. of like that's in cool. your like in your shoes, and like it just mm-hmm. kind of it, it, it domino effects. But the purpose of the the thing, like, Justin made is great because it gets all of us together. Yeah. Like, new voices, old voices, perfect. But the fortunate thing is I've seen it throughout the years. There's like always a few leagues that just kind of – you have, like, two or three teams and everything else is kind of – people give up because it's, it's a free league and there's a lot of other yeah. things going on in life. I get it. I've been fortunate every year there's always a battle for, like, the top five or six spots. <laughs> like, it's always been a battle. So it's not like you can just be like, I got second place. I'm good. No, every single – last year even, I was um, – I was anywhere between second and fourth place the entire final week. We were just fighting the whole time. And um, similar to this league, it was it was really cool to see, even though no money on the line, it's all pride, it's all just – and people still playing. That's what I love about it. That's why I've always been a guy that doesn't need to play for money. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I just sure. like to play fantasy baseball, and I, I pride is an important thing for me. So I had a blast sure. playing with you, my friend, and I'm looking forward to. I, <laughs> I doubt we'll be in the same team that league next year because he mixes yeah. things up, but yeah. it'll be fun.
2: Sure, sure, and that was one of the, you know, a nice highlight for for the season. And and I I did I did well. I, I mean I I had some bad luck in terms of injuries because I, most of my teams were Mike Trout, Byron Buxton based in, in on, on the hidden side. So I mean it's really it's impossible to replace Trout, <laughs> yeah. and and the, the way Buxton was playing, it was even even harder to replace and and get. You know, so that hurt me uh, a little bit. But on the pitching side, I did I did pretty pretty nicely, to be honest. Uh, it, it was my my strong um, you know thing this this year for for my fantasy team. So I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I I think this was like my first time, my first year playing and doing analysis, and I think it made me a better a better player and a better analyst at the same time. So I I I think it it was you know a, a really good situation win-win situation for me.
1: No, and I love the way you, you, that you said that because it is so true like not everybody has the time to do it so that's why they look at our material and our podcast and stuff and thank you for that like that's great. Yeah. But if you do have the time like I said from day one like I'll make rankings but when you go into a draft, if you make your own, you're probably better off. Like I, I can give you the the, yeah. the blueprint, but and like use specs, use some other things, and, and build your models or whatever. That's that's awesome. That's that's the end game. Like you want to be able to do it yourself if you can. Yeah. And um, I I'm with you because before I started doing analyst work, I look back now and laugh. Wow, how did I even <laughs> like what was I doing? Because like you <laughs> miss on so many things when you show up in a draft yeah. and you know read a couple. Of, like it's it's interesting. So. I'm glad you said that because it's so, so true. I don't think it's talked it's about true. enough that it's like the yin and the yang. It kind of works together in a, in a very yeah. good way. So that, that's true. really cool as well.
2: I, I didn't even know what the Fab League, league was. And so there you <laughs> are. I mean, my
1: my, my first year at TGFBI, was my first NFPC, my first Fab League, and it is baptism by fire. You are 100% with that comment. It is and each yeah. year you, you get a little better at it, but then there's always that week where you're like, "Wow, what 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 just happened?" Like, where, where did that? Yeah, it, de- it never ends. So, yeah, it's Fab yeah. Fab is one of those I've talked about. It, everyone's talked about it. If ev- anyone ever gets the perfect recipe, let me know. You can make millions <laughs> of dollars. You could make yeah. all the money because there's it's every league is so different. It's insane. <laughs> so totally, um, totally right. it's, it's a wild one. But um, I, I said, I, I have you back because I, like, I enjoy talking to you, of course. So before we go into specs, I have to ask one question, though. Let's yeah. talk baseball. The Oakland A's, like the Giants, they <laughs> lost, obviously. So I had a rough ending, too. The A's, what are we going to do with them? Because it's, it's, oh, it's it, hap- it happened again, my friend. Like the talent is there. It's just like yeah. one thing that just, it just doesn't have a, that one extra push. Like, what what are we going to do? I think we are cursed, man. <laughs> I think I It's think. such a good team. Every year, it's just like... <sighs> yeah.
2: I, I'm starting to believe in the Billy being cursed, to, to be honest, or, so, <laughs> or something like that. Because, I mean, or, or, or I mean, being too cheap, curse, or something yeah. like that. Uh, but, I, I mean, but actually, we even did well on the... Um, um, during the trade uh, that land we got, I mean, you could not get better than Starling oh. Ma- Marty <laughs> I, I think uh, Oakland was the winner well, I mean, the Dodgers got Scherzer and Tr- Turner, but you were expecting you know, to a, a big uh, reward by getting them but what Starling did in the second half was just short of amazing I, he I, was just incredible and he and. I mean, at the end, pitching is the game, the name of the game, you know. Yes. And Chris Bassett, by himself, couldn't, you know, keep everything uh, rolling. I'm not saying that the other guys weren't um, cool because we got nice surprises with Cole Irvin and uh, Caprillian and and even well, Manny, many as Sean mania did, you know. But I'm, we had an ace and the rest. In, in 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 that in that side. So, it's really hard to win these days like that unless you have uh, the best bullpen like uh, you know Milwaukee does like like uh, most of the of the teams right wow. now ha, 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 had amazing oh, every uh, most of the teams that advanced to the playoffs Chicago most had a, an amazing bullpen and, and also had some great starting pitching. So, it's it's really hard especially in these day and age where batting is struggling so much against pitching that whenever a batter gets a not so great pitcher in front of him they will they will they will make pay, make you pay for for that so i think i think we need a big overhaul in that in that regard uh but um i don't know if there's gonna be the dollars and <laughs> i have this love hate relationship with with the A's and i think it's gonna be forever like that. yeah um uh, I was rooting for, for San Francisco a lot because for multiple reasons and I thought this was going to be, you know, an amazing end like like you know, that Cinderella story. And, and I still think there's a lot to be happy for oh, you yeah. guys. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, they, I mean
1: they're 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 a year or two early this year, and so yeah. yeah I, It'll it'll be interesting. They got a lot of money to spend coming up. A lot of money to spend. And they will spend it. So I'm so not that's worried nice. about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's they that's will. A,
2: I don't know that feeling. <laughs> yeah,
1: I feel so bad. Like, because like yourself, I have a bunch of friends that are A's fans. I'm close to the like I can go to an A's game. It's just like you have such yeah. you have so many close pieces. Just like put a couple things with it and like bring Starling Marte back. Go get a starting pitcher. Like they got the money. It's like like when teams start saying they don't have the money, I just
2: yeah. But uh, and now yeah. we don't even know if they're going to be in Oakland. Uh, yeah. There's just all this... I mean, uh, when, uh, the Coliseum is a terrible place to, to play baseball. They do need so. a new stadium. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, but uh, I've heard this story for the last 15 years or, or so about moving and moving and never happens. Uh, I know the owner wants a free stadium <laughs> practically. So that's something really hard i I mean it's tough and next year it's going to happen again they're gonna make me get hopeful and they're gonna break my heart sometime during the year yeah
1: (laughs) i i'd still take that i think because like um the couple previous seasons where the giants were really bad like i would i i used i used to religiously watch every game at night and go to bed late those seasons, I was like, yeah, that's the wife what she wanted to watch on TV. Like, I didn't even care. Like, I lost all interest because they were throwing out triple <laughs> A teams and stuff. It was bad. So, I think I'd rather root for the A's, like the way they at least keep you in it. You always have the Astros to worry about. The Mariners are going to get better. Um, the division is going to be tough. It's always got one or two teams that keep it interesting. So, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do. And they still have good prospects. Like they, that's one yeah. thing they do. That's why that's why they stay as good as they do. Is the young kids come up; they just don't spend money, and they just keep the rotation going like that. And uh, there's something to be said about that, but there's also something to be said about spending a few dollars. So, sure, we'll see. We'll see. The, the thing it's is, a it's, it's a very good balance. So, we'll see how that goes. i I like seeing. I like when both the A's and with the Bay Area is strong. I, I enjoy that a lot. But uh, we'll see. I,
2: I, I had I had some some things uh go really bad for me this year some did go really well for me but the one thing i regret was not doing an article i was going to do about the big chances that san francisco had and this was back in in, in february or something with i discussed it with my manager in picture mar McElroy, and uh, I decided at the end to do something else, but that's uh, the thing I, I I regret the most. You look you so, look like the gigantic you know, the,
1: genius. You'd yeah, look like yeah. Nostradamus now, uh, over there. No,
2: yeah, yeah. Now I'm just you know the same old. Cool. You know, no, no. no stupid. Stop. stop. <laughs> but, we'll finish
1: that sentence. <laughs> but uh, but,
2: I but love uh, that. yeah, I I really love that. It's built differently. It, mm-hmm. It's 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 more than the the sum of its parts. It's 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 a really nice team.
1: Yeah, so we'll see how it keeps going because a lot of moving pieces still to come with with free agency and everything. So it's not the it's not the end product. I know that much, but it's a, a good framework to get going on, on where they want to be. So and and Farhan, we trust. That's what I keep telling myself. And Farhan, we trust. So just keep doing your thing, man. Just keep doing it. Uh, Kapler can make me scratch my head, but Farhan, do your thing. Um, but all right, my friend, let's talk specs. We'll do specs first, then we'll do Q. We'll kind of separate them out here. One's pitching, one's hitting. For those that don't know. And that's why we're going to recap it real quick. If you want to give a run through, remind everybody
2: what Specs is. So it's it's put it if I put it like in simple way, it's um, catch it all stat, to, to kind kind of because you can never catch any all of it in baseball, right? But uh, I had this idea that it. There could be a way of putting together our um, the most useful stats that we typically use, K minus BB percentage, uh, um, CSW which percentage, which is an, uh, this amazing stat yeah. that the Nick and Alex at Pitcher List uh, put together, and uh, other stats that I was typically looking when I was doing pitching analysis. So we did. A lot of math, a lot of testing, and we put together this index, which we I call the specs, and um, it aggregates these stats together and will give you a simple number that it's it's scale around from one to a hundred, and that's like uh, you know, let's start digging how is what's it in the his specs, and then we can go. Deeper, You know, uh, it, it's something that can turn on the alarms on someone. Hey, look, this guy is, it's getting better here. So it, it deserves to be, uh, uh, to dig a little bit deeper on, on what he, is he doing to get better or getting worse. So it's basically that, I, I, I try to catch it all stat. And uh, it it's comprised of um, K minus BB percentage, CSW percentage. O swing percentage and zone percentage, which are you know the chasing and the percentage of of how does the pitcher typically gets into the zone, the strike zone, plus and and very important uh, error estimator, which is PCRA, uh, which is a fantastic. I mean, by itself, it's really good, really amazing. That is creation by Connor Kirkon, who is now after we. The, after the last time we took, now he's working for the astros yeah, in, the, yeah. in, in the in in their r and d department so i mean you have to take their his work seriously uh, because they they are taking him very seriously there so um, we put it together and, and we got a number that helps it's been helping a lot
1: yeah the part that makes me laugh already is you said it's a scale from 1 to 100 which we talk about so, like most things this season, Jacob Degrom broke this thing. Is what it looks oh, like. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's at one hundred three point four, like, and that's only pitching like two thirds of a season, maybe. Like he's yeah, just ridiculous. It's but it's like, like I told you off there, and I told I said last time on the show when we talked, the reason I love this stat, and when we look at the hitting stat, is you know these are the stats like you said that we really focus on, like PCRA. Uh, if people know about it, they use it because it is a great. It's probably one of the best out of all of like the Sierras and the RAs and all these. Yeah. Um. But like the K to walk percentage is a huge one. That's an like for just if you just want to start out initially. And I've done it. Um. Just just looking at leaderboards, like, hey, who are the top K to walk guys? And um, that's a great indicator right out the gate. Then you mentioned O swing and Zone swing and CSW, which is legendary, and it's only been here for a few years, but it's legendary mm-hmm. already. Um, so you combine them all, and it makes sense because it's like a way of kind of building the perfect pitcher in theory yeah and so yeah. It, it it's a very good tool and, and what i like about it and and when you know it's a good tool is you have the big guys up top with the Degroms and the Hendricks and the burns and the iglesias like the guys you'd expect but then you still have guys that kind of show up like hmm okay that stands out now i gotta look into it a little more and that and then that's why i like a good stat like this because it incorporates both and it, yeah. it kind of checks out like yeah this is good but then even guys like 14th on the season and we'll, we'll go back to some other things but just off the top of my head, like 14th in the season, Aaron Nola is still there. And Carlos, you know you've seen it, I've seen it, we've by all said it. The, this year was tough for Aaron Nola, and if you're an Aaron, if you rostered Aaron Nola, it was very tough. But everyone yep. kept saying the like the underlying stats looked great. Something it's just giving up a ton of home runs. And when you look at specs, it checks, it checks out. So yeah, um, when you're when you're looking at your specs leaderboard. Where's kind of your cutoff point to being like, okay, this guy's still a very good pitcher or this guy's kind of in trouble? Like, is it at 50 or where where do you look?
2: Yeah, I know. I try to go a little higher. When they pass the 75 mark, they start to catch my attention. You know, um, I can check a little bit, you know, down on the list because if I know a guy was hurt or, or there are other things going around him, well, that could, you know represent what's happening within but whenever they pass the 75 um, mark it's when i've seen that they start to get interesting that they, there's something with them happening that uh, we are not seeing uh with other stats or in, in his performance but they might start to get better uh, after that so 75 is like my my cutoff
1: no, that makes sense um on, on this sheet the sheets available to anybody so like i yeah. he tweets it out all the time when it's updated which is almost every day or every other day or something it seems like it's, it's yeah when frequently
2: whenever the kids and wife let me yeah, let me <laughs> <in it>. yeah.
1: <laughs> people need to understand that uh, all of us that have kids and wives it's not oh, always yeah. easy to get things out there pronto so it's the way you're gonna get what you get and enjoy it um yeah but like you on the leaderboard, you have the last 30 days, you have the last 15 days. So you kind of you narrow things down. I want to ask you, because um, we know certain stats take longer to develop and all these kind of things, but we can also look at smaller sample sizes to kind of try to get ahead of the game per se. Yeah. Uh, when you're looking at your 30 and your 15 day samples, obviously not for this year, but say we start to think about next year when we're mm-hmm. using the same tool um where do you kind of like say okay this guy is really good or is this more of a hey let me dig in on this guy instead of just going straight after i need to grab him type thing
2: sure yeah well as with uh, most stats the more the bigger the sample the better to be honest mm-hmm. no I, I mean if you can the more um innings that you can provide the better but um doing testing and, and checking out about that calendar month, it's it starts to be enough to give us, you know, a good a good sample, uh, and and it, is, it starts being useful. I I like to use the fifteen days, thirty days, and season uh, chart that I added to the spreadsheet, because that way you can you won't be you know fooled by the um, whole. Season number when you can see if there's been any degrading of on the performance for the past fifteen and thirty months that that will you know have, still doesn't have the, the enough time to have its way into the total stat. So I, I think that's very important that if you are looking at the, the charts, always check those 15 and 30 days because you can see if he's improving or he's degrading his, his performance but uh, about a month it's it starts to be useful
1: well i don't want to give all of the cool names away that people should look at but just looking at the 30-day one a guy that i always have trouble with he's ranked 18th is blake snell so and we all know it and this isn't me downplaying it, i'm saying he did a, he's finished a year very strong like very strong yeah. and yeah. this is why i like stuff like this is Right here it says 18th, and you, then you look his K walk was almost 35 percent in the last 30 days. His CSW is 33.3. His O swing was almost 38. percent His zone was uh, 40.5. Like these are all really good numbers, especially that K walk and that CSW. Like those jump Yikes. off the page, and then it starts. So you have to start thinking. Okay, as we're doing off season research, well, let's go dig in. What do you do the last month? He changes pitch mix up. Do you do this? Do you do that? Is it sustainable type things? Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's why this is like, that's why I want to have you back on, because as we're doing our research for 2022, I think this is very good because we can look at the the full season one, which obviously is great. And obviously you ha- you have the big dogs up there. You have some other things. Awesome. But then you can drop down to these 30 day ones and start seeing that and going, OK, maybe there's something more to it. Let me look in. Yeah. Especially for a guy like me, it, it'll help me think, OK, if I wasn't in on him, I didn't like Blake's now. I don't believe. Well, maybe I should be or at least look at it before i completely yeah. write them off um so i think that's very very useful um also the 15 day like you said the 30 days probably better but at least the 15 might kind of open up your eyes to a few more guys as well but a lot a lot to unpack with this um what other ways would you use this because that's kind of how i would use it for 2022 what what would you use from this 2021 data to get you maybe interested in different guys for
2: 2022 so I would start with the season long number just to, you know, see uh, and try to separate, as you said, you know, the stats from the, well, where, how did this guy end up in so high? And, and then I'd move on to the 30 or 15 days to see if they ended on a strong note. So that would be reassuring in terms of, okay, there, there's something brewing here. I, I need to check out. And, and then I would go... From there, I, I, that would help me, you know, get a, a short-lived list of, of guys and then go deeper in other uh, other stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of pretty straightforward. Long mm-hmm. season and then check uh, how did they en- end up. Also, we can see if... Uh, what, what I've checked is that sometimes when you see them underperforming in the past 15 or 30 days, there is a good chance that there might be some in injury or something you know uh, extra going on so that will lead me to try to find out looking for news or something regarding the, what's happening with this guy so if they if the numbers aren't that good uh, by, in 15 or 30 days that's also helpful because I can start looking around if the guy's hurt or did did he change his mechanic or there was something that made him degrade too much in his in his performance.
1: No, I like that. That's very true because even um, if you look from the full year, Sandy Alcantara is uh, like a seventy four point four, so it's kind of on that border of seventy five. If you look right. at the last month, where we know he just went through, when he did the pitch mix change, and he's like a top twenty guy in, yeah. in this spec. So. Definitely, like again, you can look at, was it an injury? Was it a pitch mix change? Guys go opposite ways, like you said, could be an injury. Um, a lot of things. So I, that's why I like this. And also, I think the, I'm going to keep saying the null one because I know I'm going to buy in for next year. And, you know, the season-long, one, you have him, he's at 14. You look at the 30 days, he's at 22, but his overall specs number is still higher than it was for the season. So he's still doing things. Yeah. Like, he's still doing the good things. Just can't keep the ball in the ballpark. But um, yeah. that, that's a struggle. When you're looking at all these stats, the K to walks, the CSW's, the O swing, so on and so forth, which one do you think is the most important when you're looking? Like, say, say you're trying to evaluate the different, the full season, the 30s, the 15s. You're just looking at this for now and, and trying to figure out maybe what went wrong. Which one would, would be the the biggest like mover for you?
2: I like to keep it simple. Kai minus walks yep, rules. I I I mean, it, uh it's so deceptively simple. That you could mistake say that ah, it's not good enough or, or or not advanced or complicated enough. Yeah. I mean, if you can draft a good team, maybe you won't get the, you know these sleepers or things like that that you need to uh, to win your your fantasy league. But you 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 could still end up with a good. Uh, pitching stuff by using k minus walk percentage and uh, that's uh, that's an experiment i i want to do next year i'm going to uh, rank uh, by k minus walk percentage i'm going to draft by that by that shit shit only because i think that it, it would be interesting to see the result by the end of the year
1: um, I, i'm doing a similar thing sorry to cut you off there but um the draft we did in, in first pitch Arizona that we started I was just going off the K minus walk leaderboard for the most part, and kind of in conjunction with innings pitched, and um, yeah, it, it can be very fun. But uh, oh, for co- sure,
2: for sure. Continue with what you were going to say. No, I mean that would be uh, like you know the, the 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 first thing, but and second place PCRA and CSW percentage definitely they they add a depth to to, to the analysis that it's very important. Uh, PCR PCRA works with battle, bo- battle balls and, and how hard barrels and things like that, that, you know, this amazing new information that we uh, can uh, use for the past five, seven years. And, and, and it adds, um, you know, a lot of information that's very useful and CSW percentage, as you say, I mean, it, it it's just <laughs> incredible. It's It, it looks simple. Mm-hmm. That that uh, it's like wow how did anyone you know not do this <laughs> Did this before what <laughs> we, 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 were we thinking you know yep. <laughs> and uh, and it's you know really I I like it because it's really easy to understand and and you can ah oh, man this makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> and works
1: yep yeah a pitcher that gets a lot of called strikes and a lot of whiffs they should be good so it, yeah. it, it, it's like it's and that'll translate to the k to walk percentage more often than not but so will the zone it yep. should limit the walks and so on and so forth so it, it does make a lot of sense but i'm glad I, I just wanted to have that discussion on k to walks it's such an an easy stat and also one that kind of gets overlooked it feels like at times maybe i'm wrong but um it, in conjunction with these other ones could be very very strong and if you guys look at the specs leaderboard the page that carlos shares um there's links to the C- the pcra article the csw article his specs article all that stuff and even a tip jar which he deserves so uh check all that <laughs> stuff out but um yeah th- th- i i gotta go redo re reread the pcra article because i think i had connor on right when he started coming out with that and i so much of that went right over my head i was just like <laughs> what <laughs> um it's, yeah, it's yeah. insane what he put together there um Let's ask for. A, let's talk about a couple pitchers here that do show up on this chart that uh, have been kind of interesting finishes of the season. Kind of looking ahead to next year, and one name that stands out to me right off the gate is Michael Kopak. He is eighth on the season in your in your yeah. specs rating almost an eighty-five specs. Um, and but then you look at like the last thirty days, he, he's, he's up on the board. Last he's ninth in the last thirty days. Um, if you go to the last fifteen days, he might have dropped the bix. He wasn't as strong. We still. Very good numbers. So it translates yeah. 30 days, full season, very strong. I guess the question is, does he go in the rotation? What do we expect from him? What are your yeah. thoughts on uh, Michael Kopech for 2022, think... who now could be a value, but I think his price is going to go up.
2: Yeah. I, and that's the thing. I, I he He's worth a, a speculative ad, and, uh, but there's a lot of uncertainty <laughs> behind him. And uh, the most important one is how La Rosa is going to use him, and uh, and the answer to that question is any can be anything. I mean, he might still using him on you know, just as a reliever, and uh, um, and there's also health concerns always with with Copech, you know. So the, uh, and that will surely be baked in in his ADP for for next year. Um, I think, for example, for leaks where you have ratios, uh, he's a great at where where you have where where they you can have K um, divided by by walks in your stats or things like that. It it he would do really really good there, and he might go get into the, the rotation at some point, and he will add you know wins and and more K's volume to that and th- that's th- that's important work for next year and was something very important this year volume um most guys that go that did well in this year got a lot, enough volume for from the, their pitchers and this was a big question after the, the pandemic year who was going to get enough innings who wasn't injuries and thing and that's where Kopech concerns me in terms of volume, and and we don't have an answer right now. I think so, but if you can afford him and stash him somewhere, I think he would be he could be a big sleeper for next year.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I love the talent. Um, even going into this last season, the more I saw him pitch in spring training, I was like, okay, if you want to get some like middle long reliever types in your draft, if you're not comfortable yeah. with some streaming options, I think Kopech's great. Uh, that panned out, but at the same time, did it help your team? Because like you said, innings is so key right now. It's like a big talking point, and yeah. it, it's a big talking point because for the most part, all the data shows you need the innings. Um, and Copex for his innings, is good. But like you said, he pitched 69 in the third innings last year. Can we get 140? Can he double that next year? And then it could be interesting if that's what we're going to do. But uh, yeah. if he doesn't double it, we could be in trouble. So, yeah, I just want to get your thoughts on that because that that's a big, big
2: uh, talking point
1: with him. Um, his, his K
2: percentage was ridiculous, thirty six percent. So, <laughs> so that's you know amazing. So, yeah. so if, gonna, if we can get a lot of that, it, it, it would be amazing.
1: Oh yeah, it's gonna be huge. It's like if he could do that, be tremendous, or at least you know from time to time use him while you can. But it's be tough to put a draft pick on him because he's not going to come cheap. So, yeah, definitely want to look at there. I wanted to bring it up because I understand why, especially after your discussion again of explaining the charts, but for those that come in and go, okay, I'm new to this. i want to look at it. Well, Jacob DeGrom's first and Tyler Glass now seventh. How does that work? It's because they're that good and, and the numbers don't change. Can you just explain to people? Um, I guess it could be simple of why even the injured guys are still rated so high. Cause it's not maybe it's not as much of a, I guess, counting stat thing. It's more of a percentage. thing. Yeah,
2: exactly. So it, 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 doesn't take the candidate stat uh, too much into into the equation, so that could be a flow a flow for some things or some leagues. Uh, it depends on, on on how are you managing your things. I, I want to make a point before He's uh, seventh, but he, the difference between him and and the Gram is almost almost you know, 20, twenty points twenty <laughs> points. So we the Gram is the difference between the the first place and second place it's, it, uh, it's more than the difference between the second place and I think the fifth or something like yeah. that so the Grom is just a, a, a way of everyone um, but um, Glasno I, I know that a lot of people doesn't like Glasno because he's basically a two pitch pitcher although he added kind of another another pitch this year and the, the injury concerns, it's also big. And we, we don't know exactly when it's going to return. I think it's going to miss most of next year, too, right? I'm, I'm not pretty sure. At so, least probably like half the season at least, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he won't be in, in the radar for a lot of people next year. But the talent, uh, he's proven most of the people wrong, Glasno, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. and he did it again next year. Those that doesn't don't trust him. He's like uh, a better version of Daniel Sison Lamet in in terms of of having only two p- to pitch. So I, I I like him a lot, but he will not be in my drafts for next year. On uh, unless you know second chances draft or something, he he might yeah. be interesting uh, for those. But uh, and and as to go into your question, yes, the 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 reason he's there so well ranked is because we specs doesn't take counting stats stats that in, in you know too heavily in, in its formula.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. I just wanted to, to bring that to people's attention when they look at it because yeah. he deserves to be there because that's how good he was before he got hurt. Like, look at the ratios. It was it was pretty impressive yeah. what he was doing. I, I was 100% wrong on Tyler Glass now this year. I won't even victory lap that he missed most of the season, so I might have been right, but uh he was ridiculous when he pitched. Like, just so good. Um yeah. Yeah. One thing I noticed, especially on the top rankings for the most part, like the top 20 to 25 or so, lots of closers, lots of relievers into this um do you factor this in more so when you're because in the closers landscapes it's a mess right now um do you really focus on this like because like Hendrix is number two and then Iglesias is number four but Hendrix is the first closer Iglesias is the second a lot of people probably have Iglesias fifth or sixth on their closers list would this bump Iglesias up for you
2: I, I I'm all in for getting Iglesias next year you know and you know before even before uh, Hendrix, and this is because of the of the pricing, he's going to be a lot cheaper. Well, maybe not a lot because uh, that's another trend. People are going to go, I think people is going for uh, big closers early next year because of what happened this year uh and there were a few guys that go, got a lot of save and the big guys even chapman that did melt down at the end he still was very very useful and and kind of sure thing most of the, of the time and uh, also edwin diaz you know the, the big names they, they weren't stellar but they were the a good, a good buy. So maybe Iglesias won't be that cheap, that cheap next year, but he will be in a better pricing uh, range than Hendricks. So I, I would recommend anyone to get it. And he, they, we have this closer here because that's on purpose. I, I got the inning pitch limit to get into the, into the leaderboard at 65 innings pitch. That, That way, I can get most of the good uh, relievers Mm -hmm. because most of if you were good enough, you could get this amount of innings being a a reliever. So it would help people, you know, kind of sort them out uh, in the leaderboard. Because if I increase the cutoff uh, uh, more, then I would just skip all of them. So I wanted to have a representation of the better guys in there.
1: Makes a lot of sense. Makes a ton of sense actually because. I also think if people are using to say in season for relief pitcher help, I think the 15 to 30 days is like almost better for relievers than it is for starters personally, because you can see the hot hands and it'll kind of also incorporate usage because you can see innings pitched. Okay. Well in the last 15 days, this guy threw like three innings. Okay. And he had this K to walk and so on and so forth. I think that's very big. Also when everyone's saying like, you know, Kenley Jansen's having a horrible year. Well, he doesn't rank very high in the season long, but in the last 15 days he's 14th on uh, the specs list and he's 12th in the last 30 days. So he finished the year very strong. Camilo Duvall yeah. doesn't make it on because he, the pit, he only had like 13 or 14 in his pitch total this year. Yeah. But now you can go to these smaller ones and see, hey, he's 14th in the last 30 days. Um Sure. So when you're doing your your prep for 2022, um how
2: are you going about the the closing situation using these charts? So I I take them with with a grain of salt because of the smaller sample. Of course, this is, and to be honest, I go I'm going with the big names uh, most of the time in closers. If I'm going to, if I'm not going to do, you know, let's see what what I can get in the final rounds. Every league is different, right? But uh, if I I think it's gonna be important to get saves earlier. Next next year, uh, and um, I mean, if you can get Josh Hader, go for him. If you can get uh, uh, Andrew Ch- Iglesias, for sure, go for him. Because you know that what you're paying for it's gonna be well in baseball and in life, nothing is bankable, but it's you know at least more bettable. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, no, this, it's just I'm just having fun scroll through these things for. Uh, the 2022 research, but uh, a couple more I wanted to mention before we get over to Q and this, this next one's just kind of a selfish thing for mine, but it was very interesting to me again. I I just want to keep bringing this up because you can look at the full season, the 30, you'll say something different, It kind of gives you an encompassing feel for things. Uh, So the giants Gossman's 18th on the season, but then you slide on down. Logan Webb is 29th and Alex Wood is 31st. I just want to bring that up because everyone likes to point to Logan Webb right now. And uh, for good reason, and um gossman was still very good had some hiccups in the second half but alex wood still checks the boxes and he had some good finishes of the season so i I wanted to bring that into light we don't have to talk about that i just wanted to to bring that up that it's interesting to kind of see that it's like you see like the alex woods is rating out close to some other guys That are like hmm this is interesting again look at this alex wood rated out better than lucas let's put it that way so uh something to think of um but the one I want to ask you on is um, Tanner Houck I love. We do to talk about him. He just ranked high, so it got me happy. What I want to ask you on is Sonny Gray. This, because I've been torn on Sonny Gray. I've been asked by a few people already what to do with Sonny Gray. I think he's a great pitcher. I couldn't put my finger on. I haven't dug in enough, but I haven't been able to put my finger on what just went wrong this past year. It was like just every star just seemed like it got worse at times. But he still ranks yeah. out with a 76.4 on the season, so that was pretty solid. Uh, when you're using your specs and what you've seen what are your thoughts on sunny gray for 2022
2: so he's uh, i mean this is this pandora box that drives mm-hmm. people and um, personally crazy and i to be honest i i, I like to avoid this these yeah. pictures uh uh i mean uh you you have to go as steady as you as as you can in in fantasy baseball maybe you're steadily um, with a l- high floor or steadily looking for a, a you know a good ceiling, but these kinds of peaks and valley pictures it, are, are going to mess with you a lot. So I, I would personally avoid Sonic Ray for next year. He's he's going to be cheap because of the situation of uh, this year. He was just mm-hmm. yes, oh, you put it. But even though he is um, not doing bad in in the specs, he was. I think you mentioned
1: it. The... He's forty third, seventy six point four. Like it's still
2: pretty good. <laughs> yeah, seventy six point four. But if you go to the thirty days and fifteen days, you can see that uh, uh, he was degrading his performance on the, below the seventy five mark. So that's a big big red flag for me. Yeah. Uh, and and that's why he would make he was living his lo, his whole season uh, specs was living for um, was making him look better than he was uh, developing in the final month so i, I would avoid sonic ray at, at all cost
1: and it's interesting cuz you mentioned the 30 days and the decline And i remember he was battling back issues the last couple months of the season so It'll there might be
2: something there yeah yeah
1: that'd be interesting but again i, I wanted to bring them up because you look at the main page like you said okay look at the other ones we can see kind of how things vary but it's kind of fun because if people just look at the the, the blind numbers here and just go off mm-hmm. of it well you know uh lance lynn he's right around lance lynn and like i love lance lynn a lot for the innings yeah. and everything but right below him, ranger Rangers is popular name our boy eduardo rodriguez like this guy's amazing oh. and he's sitting there at right below sunny gray dylan Cease, walker bueller it's a very interesting uh, situation. So some people yeah. might see that and be like, "Well, he's with all these really good pitchers. You know, I should take him." But like you said, look, look at the thirty, go look at the fifteen. Keep yeah. digging and see why is he here compared, and then what happened. Like, what was the end result? And that makes yeah. it quite quite intriguing to me. Yeah, I'll- yeah.
2: That's why I, I put the, this graph, this simple bars where you can see them compare, and you can even compare them with other Great pitchers. Point. That helps a lot because you can really uh, quickly see any trend there that, that can help you. Yeah. And by the way, I, I'm, that's awesome. Actually, that's really good. I, I'm planning to like a 2.0 version of this that I, it's going to integrate more graphics and things like that. That mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a, 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 a more helpful for for people. So I, I hope to have it for the beginning of next next season.
1: That'll be awesome because that helps the people like me that are just visually stimulated compared to like after after looking at numbers for like 10 minutes and it's like, okay, what can we do now? But um, <laughs> like literally like you have it here and people should check it out. You can pick one, two, three players. He's got Sonny Gray, Tanner, Hauk, and Aaron Nola, guys that are kind of all ranked give or take around him. how much ahead of him, but it shows bar graphs for the season, which shows Sonny Gray's ahead, like, right there with them, but then 30 days. 15 days. And then the gap starts to widen. So yeah, uh, it, it's a very cool thing. And you can compare all, like all the things, like he said, different pitchers. It's, it's a great tool. So I can't wait to see what you come up with next on that. Um, let's go to the queue. The queue is uh, the hitting for portion of this, the queue um, stat here. And similar to pitching, it incorporates the big stats, the ones we want a lot of stat cast stats, uh, the blast stat, the dynamic Card hit another the Kirkland stat, uh, you have so many things that incorporates here so why don't you remind
2: everybody what the q metric is so it put putting it simple it tries to you know put to get how hard is the batter hitting the ball and um, putting it together with how well is he is his swing being um consistent enough to get good hits um let me explain a little bit more the hard part i mean that that's kind of uh easy in terms of of how to understand it uh, all but it has uh a, a, a stat behind it which also was developed by connor and i, I mean yeah. i i think that he i'm gonna have to pay royalties to to him because he 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 does all this great stuff um it, it's a it's a stat called the dynamic hard hitting which is kind of the hard hitting percentage that we have in uh, in statcast and and i think fan graphs also have it uh with they put it like the percentage of balls batter b- beyond a threshold which is, is 95 mi- miles per, per hour anything that the batter hits beyond that it's considered a hard hit ball, so that's that's one thing. But Connor added a dynamic part to it, that uh, it states that not every ball hit that hard is has to be uh, considered hard hit because it depends on, also on the launch angle at what at what that was hit. You know, uh, there are better launch angles that. Mm, can get you harder hit balls. But there are also, if the guy hit it uh, uh, maybe at a lower speed, but at a more extreme, and uh, extremer angle, like uh, you know a huge fly ball or maybe into the ground, that indicates row power too. So he did all this <laughs> study and he came up with the formula. And I took it and I put it together with another stat called the tightness of the, of the launch angle that this is uh, something that Alex Chamberlain came with. uh, A fantastic analyst that I I really recommend reading everything he puts out. And this is like, how consistent is the batter on getting the ball batted on his launch angle? How, how he repeats his, Swing in a way that uh, you get like the the same launch angle over and over again. Putting these two stats together, you get you get a quotient. That's why it's called Q. That's it's simply dividing one by the other and ranking it in a way. You know that the the higher this quotient, you get like the best of both worlds. The, the hard kitted with that in a consistent way. So that gives gives you an idea who has. This raw power, and he is, could be, you know, could possibly get better hit balls. There are caveats to it, and we will talk about it because you, you, I saw, you know, the list that you put it together. Mm -hmm. They're very interesting cases, so Mm -hmm. I won't get ahead of me on that.
1: (laughs) No, it's it's an awesome tool because for the longest time you had to either go to different websites like Connors or to this or that. And then for a second there, or he still has it, but um, you mentioned um, Chamberlain on the pitch yeah. leaderboard. He started ah, incorporating. Yeah, yeah, he started in the pitch leaderboard. Now, if it wasn't on Tableau, I'd be excited because that <laughs> thing I, it, like it gets very slow and then resets. And it, <laughs> the information there's amazing. Like, you just have to have patience. That's all I have to say because yeah. there'll be certain times where you have to redo things, but the stuff is insane. Um, but he had blast and dynamic card hit and stuff on there kind of together. But then you took it a step further by, A, putting on a very more usable platform, and, B, you incorporated the launch angles and the line drives and ground balls, and things that aren't, I don't think, discussed enough in corporation with it. Um, that The dynamic hard hit rate I absolutely love because it's like it makes so much sense. Why should a guy like Giancarlo who hits a 110-mile-an-hour ground ball get credited for a great hit? Like he hit a ground ball. We don't care about a ground ball in the grand scheme of yeah. things just because he hit it hard. Um, there's little factors like that that I think are pretty good. Yeah. But you incorporated so many things into this. And for the most part, it uh, it checks out. Ronald Acuna is number one. Shohei Otani is number two. No surprise. But there are a couple guys I want to ask you about because um, Tyler O'Neill's is number three. And if you just want to talk about C ball, hit ball, hit ball hard, well, he's one of your best ones. So that makes a ton of sense. Um, is what, what do you see? And when you look at Tyler O'Neill, he's ranked third on the queue here. And do you obviously it's justifiable because the stats point to it? But what what do you think uh, pushes him up above so many other people? That I don't think most would expect to be this high.
2: So, Tyler O'Neill, I mean, uh, if last year, uh, Matt Olson was the prime example of how Q could help you. Uh, uh you know, find these nuggets, uh and your fantasy season because um, when when I when we when I came with this, uh, I I even did a um, an article pointing out that Matt Olson could have an MVP season this year and. I mean he wasn't he was but awesome. he wasn't he, yeah he, I mean, he he was a top six to top seven guy this year when we it was the American league league was loaded with amazing guys like Blady like Shohei and 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 others you know and um Q led me to to see that while he struck like hell last year he was still you know hitting very hard, and his swing was his his was getting a little bit better. Not you know hugely better time after time, but he, he, there was a trend there that was worth. And I, I what I did was gamble on him getting more a little bit more of contact. That was the only thing that he needed improve a little bit in that contact, and. As long as he could hit the ball, he was going to do amazing things, and 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 that's that's one of the things that we have to be careful when evaluating um, batters with Q. Yes, guys will show a huge amount of power, but they had they have to hit the ball, and that's something that you might try to you know risk and 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 be. Uh, Get good luck in, uh, on them hitting, getting more contact later on. But if they improve in contact, you can bet that they were they will do amazing things. So um, Tyler O'Neill, going back to Tyler O'Neill in at the beginning of July, I did a, a follow up article, and he was the guy that was re- I was recommending everyone to try to get because he was improving in queue more and more and more. And that, as Specs does with the 30, 15 days and things like that, that you can see these trends. If you see a guy improving in queue, that means that he could be mm, for a great year. And, and oh boy, with, <laughs> O'Neal after uh, since July, he was just doing crazy things he he put it at wrc plus of 151 from from july on so that that he hit 19 homers in that span uh, since since july so it could lead you to to get these these guys but always be careful because you will find guys that will strike out a lot so as as i know you're going to talk about we that. have a few of them yeah. <laughs> That's why, yeah, yeah, that's
1: why it's it's so great when you see stuff like this because they're ranked so close to each other. But we all we all know there's a flaw, there's something yeah. there that like, well, that was Matt Olson's problem, he was striking out a ton, and yeah. but he he improved on that, started hitting for average, which shocker if you hit the ball hard and put it in play, you're going to get lucky more or not lucky, productive more often than not. So yeah. it's just like common sense in baseball, and and he did that. Tyler O'Neill, I love and he did cut back a bit on the strikeouts and he's it's just you can't teach hitting the ball hard and that's what's really good about this that's why you can pinpoint some of these names we're gonna talk it's like okay that makes a lot of sense while they're here yeah but and also like I think it's a great tool to use like you said for draft don't like push them way way up but if you need a justification for it or if you want to go like a round or two earlier on some of these guys to make sure you get them are you looking for power sure this is a great way to go do it um and the next guy I want to talk to who's ranked fourth on the season is Miguel Snow, And yeah. when we're thinking, of, you know, Acuna, Otani, O'Neill. I don't think many people would have said Snow in the top of their head at four. So that's why it's a, it's a great conversation because we know time and time again, that average is not his friend. He has a 247 season. He has a 264 season. If you got 247, <laughs> you'd be stoked. If you got 260, you'd be great. But he's also at 223 this year, 204, 199. What he yeah. always does... Been on the field, you know, one thirty-five. This he played one hundred thirty-five games a year. That's the most he's played in his entire career. He hit thirty yeah. home runs. We know he's got ridiculous power, and Q I think gives us the the backing to say, yeah, this is this is what he does. He crushes the baseball. So now, when you look at Miguel Sano's profile here, how do you look at this and go, okay, I loved Tyler O'Neill. How do I feel about Miguel Sano?
2: Yeah, the thing with Miguel Sano is that his trend. And and this is, I I cannot overstate it uh, enough. We have have to follow the trends. And Miguel Sano's trends were awful. uh, I mean, he was not improving at all in his, uh, in, I always like to put uh, on this, uh, for this fine graphs is amazing with with the rolling averages graphs. I mean, we should, and I know Scott Shue from Picture List uh, will be very happy that I'm talking about this because he always makes sure that everyone tries to use them more. <laughs> uh, those rolling averages need to be used. You you can use Q and you can see how it's trending and you can put it and, and see the K percentage for the same uh, time frame that you are comparing Q. And if you don't see any improvement in K percentage, he, the guy can hit the ball hard, but you need to hit it to 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 put it in place. So it's an it's a red flag. O'Neill, he he's still a big strikeout guy. He will not uh, go a lot down there, but he's got better, a little bit better. So mm-hmm. the more balls that you can hit. More chances you're gonna to have to to have those homer doubles or, or triple, and he has the added advantage of a stolen so, a stolen bases, so you 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 can you know go behind that. Sano, I, I mean, he got I think he improved his yeah, walk too. percentage. Uh, yeah, he did over eleven uh, percent. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, that's great. But we're I mean, we need him too bad to Mm -hmm. hit the ball and that's I'm going to go a little bit ahead Zunino that's the same thing with with Zunino the guy has ridiculous power too but he's not cutting those 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 strikeouts and and he I mean Joe Gallo is another example Um, uh, and actually though I used Gallo as a comp in my article last year we're introducing the the stat because he's the counter example i put the these rolling averages for k percentage and you could see how gallo usually even goes on the wrong side of the of the graphs his his k percentage is, you know, as the season goes on they get worse uh at the opposite of of olson so uh, that's the big I, I don't know if to say flaw, but it's something that you have to be very, very uh aware when using when using this stat.
1: Okay. So you you caught on to my my list here. You caught on to it. But uh, that, that was my question. Yeah, Zunino's right there, thirty-three yeah. home runs, the dude crushed, but he had like two oh two or something. Yeah. Um, and that's that's like, okay, if you want to catch her too late and you don't worry about your batting average, that's awesome. You get thirty three <laughs> home runs from your catcher, that's ridiculous. But yeah you better have a very good batting average on that team somewhere, up a couple places, because that's going to be dangerous. But um, at least it kind of gives you an idea, I guess, if you want to stream a catcher, because Zanino wasn't drafted in a lot of places. Like, you can kind of roll those dice sure. if you want. Um, sure.
2: That's helpful. That, that can be helpful sometimes. Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, something you could look at there. And then the other guy won, and Zanino was sixth on the season. Bobby Dahlback was ninth. And Bobby Dahlback, I wrote about him so many times for DFS this year, for waiver wire ads this year. Because when you look at his profile, and there's a reason he rates out very well in Q, the guy hits the snot out of the baseball. Like, just yeah. destroys the baseball. But, yeah. and, you know, 34% K-rate's 8% down from last year. So, I guess it's a, a bright spot. You 240, not horrible, but he just can't consistently put it together. Where do
2: you stand on a guy like Bobby Dahlbeck? I love Bobby Dalba. Uh, I mean, I, I, I will not get enough shares of, of Bobby Dalberg as I want to get for next year. Uh, and, uh, and he was also in my follow-up article. I was recommending everyone in any that was thinking starting any dynasty league or things like that, That or they could trade for him in July uh, to get him because I really believe that he's going to be a great baseball hitter uh, not a contact hitter, of course, yeah. but, uh, but uh, he's going to do a lot of damage uh, and, and he will get the, the counted stat. Just for, as an example, Dalbeck, he finished uh, this year with a batting average of 240 mm-hmm. for the season, right? And he also had, uh, let me check here, a WOBA for the season of 330. But since July 9, he was batting 270 almost and he, his wova was almost 390 since July. So that's something you cannot uh, just simply ignore. His WRC plus from since July was 144 uh, and he he finished the season with 107 because of he was doing really bad at, Real at bad. the beginning <laughs> uh, at the beginning but he finished. You know the the three last months of Bobby Dalbec season were really 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 good. So, uh, and as you said, he just murders the, the every time he hits the ball, he murders it. And he's a little. There are signs of improving in terms of contact. That's the things what that we yeah. should be looking for. The uh, small increments in, in in the batting average are really significant. Significant. For these uh, guys, because those translate in in um, a lot more homers and, lo- and uh, it adds to the canton stat. So, uh, I, I those are the guys that I love to to look for.
1: No, I like that a lot. Bobby Dahlbeck's the guy. I'm with you that if you kind of gave up on him early, you would never know the way he started to hit the ball later. And I, I joked around that you know everyone talks about the three true outcomes in baseball. Well, Bobby Dalbeck's a two true outcome guy for the most part. He's gonna strike out or he's gonna hit it off the monster, probably, or over the monster. <laughs> yeah. Like that that's what he's going to do because it's just watching that guy hit, it just I, I feel for the baseball sometimes. It's ridiculous <laughs> what he can do. But um, you know, a 240 average, even in this era of baseball, isn't horrible. It's not crushing yeah. you. Like that's yeah. it's probably like a little below average. I don't know what the average number is, but it's gotta be two forty five, two fifty or something. Might two forty might be the average this year, for all I know, because it was so bad. But um, he's a phone. He's only 26, so he can keep improving, which is yeah. great. Um, like Sano, who's been playing, he's probably still young. He's probably 30. But he's been around for so long, just, we have not seen it at all. Uh, so that that's yeah. frustrating. Like Tyler O'Neal's young, like still has room to improve, which is great. So that's always a kind of a, a deciding factor for me when trying to figure things out on growth, per se. Sure. Um, we They're did entering say, their prime at 27 exactly. years old. Yeah, exactly. And we did. We we said it like a bunch of times talking about these hitters and the NQ. Strikeouts is a big thing.
2: Do you plan on incorporating strikeouts into Q? So um I'm doing also a, a revamping for specs and Q and Adam. Uh, I'm, I'm getting more into even more into numbers, much machine learning and things like that. And, and I and I think. I'm not, I don't have a still like or exactly what I'm going to tinker, but uh, I think I would probably do something in that regard. Um, if you look at it, the tightness of the launch angle, indirectly. uh it's indirectly related to to this to the, the strikeouts because there, are, if a guy is not consistent in in their swing, they they are usually erratic when 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 swinging. It's not completely related, to be honest. Uh, so, but it's kind it kind of because no, there where, are guys.
1: Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. But, but 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 it's not exactly related because there are guys like uh, Joey Gallo that has a relatively tight. A uh, 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 standard deviation of the launch angle, but they uh, that means that they swing always the same, but they are swinging always the same to the wrong, to the, to the wrong, wrong place. spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, to the wrong spot. So He's so, like a robot,
1: it just the ball's not there. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I, I read something like he was on the one of the guys that missed most uh, balls in the exactly heart of the zone. The uh, uh, it, it's zone five as a Statcast yeah. uh, uh, put it in the, in their search uh, system. So uh, I mean that that's really something that that it's not good at all because pitchers tend to avoid that zone for a reason. And if if you know you can put it there uh, for a guy that 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 means trouble for the batter. And
1: Joey Gallo missing that many is on basically on a T is what that is. For those that aren't looking, Joan Five is if you put it on a T, essentially. And yeah. a player with his power missing more balls in literally the perfect spot on paper to hit a baseball is oh that's so
2: so rough. Rough yeah. to
1: think about. <laughs>
2: yeah, but. yeah. I mean it's baffling because the guy has so much power and he could be uh, he could be amazing, something really, really, especially playing, you know, as a left-handed batter, playing there in the Yankee Stadium. He could put so many balls mm-hmm. uh, out of the break. He already does, but he could do so much damage, and it's, I mean, it's disappointing, <laughs> uh, and I know that the, a lot of people were expecting better from, from him, it's, I think especially him, to be honest.
1: Yeah, no, it's, I, I thought he'd be flourishing in that ballpark, and it just did not happen. At all, which is a big, big bummer. But it's like you said, it's, it's kind of one of those confusing things. We had a great Twitter thread today about pitchers throwing in the heart of the zone. And like Sean Minaya is on the list with like the craziest numbers in the world yeah. compared to like these other guys. And we're trying to figure out, you know, why is Robbie Ray being so successful? Next thing you know, out of nowhere, here's Sean Maniah with these just bonkers like statistics that make no sense at all. And that's kind of the beauty of this whole thing. Like you have your awesome specs in your queue. There's all these great tools. But in the end, sometimes you just look at it going, How? Like what what yeah. just happened like where's the like what like there's got there's got to be a reason, right? but that's not always yeah, happen. um yeah, because like i I love the the stats you guys make, and i every year I keep incorporating more and more, but in the end, I'm always like a I see it, I feel it type guy just from playing baseball for so long sure. so I watch Sean and I, and I'm like, this guy should be hit by everybody, like he should be <laughs> hit by so many people, and then yeah. you know, some some days he gets shelled, and then the next night he throws a, a complete game shutout and strikes out like nine. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah.
2: And it's- he can be infuriating, to be honest.
1: Yeah, he's he's one of those guys. Like I'd never draft him because I just I would I would never start him on the right day. Whatever, like yeah. it would never work at all. And. <laughs> It's just you look at all the stats, and it's just like what I, I don't believe it. But that was that was a fun one today. That was a fun one today. Looking at that, going what in the world? Yeah. It also yeah. felt good to have just a normal baseball conversation with no drama on Twitter, which was fun. We were all <laughs> talking and working together. I'm sitting there, just literally going, yeah. "This is what we should be doing." Like, why does not this happen sure. more often? Sure, but, um, I'm all yeah. for it. I'm all for it. To be honest, yeah, it was great. Yeah. But yeah. Um, before we wrap up, um, I got a couple listener questions, but I do want to ask. You said you are going to start mixing and doing some new things, adjusting the, the, yeah. the specs and the queue. Where do you want to take this for next year? Do you because it was awesome already? Like it was great. We talked about how you could use it to see yeah. streaming and other options or whatever throughout the season. Where do you want it to go for you next year? Do you want to just kind of take it to the next level for the same reasons, or do you have a different idea for it?
2: So I, I want. I think the the foundation is it's good enough. And I can build from there in terms of making it more user-friendly. And, you know, I want to add more graphical tools, more things that make it uh, more um, like... If, if I want to have a, a direct answer in, and, 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 and I want to, to be, you know, I don't want to mess with so many numbers, I can have the information. If I want to go deeper in it, I can have the information to to, to make it more user-friendly in a, in a lot of ways. And and I think that's important because um, not everyone has the time to go to, through all these numbers, to read all these ar- mm-hmm. articles uh, that even how amazing they are they that's time that that, that you need mm-hmm. to to put and most of the people that plays fantasy baseball want you know like the executive summary of of, mm-hmm. of, of things to to move on that that's why things like what you do with the dfs is so good because people can get the information you know here i i already did all the hard work mm-hmm. b- behind it and you can you, you, I mean, you can do what with it, what, what you what need you want, to do, yeah, and yeah, what what you want. So I think that's important. It's something sometimes we overlook as as analysts, mm-hmm. and, and and I think the the whole I- industry uh, has an opportunity there to make things even easier to read. And I think uh, and not to be you know uh, to sound uh, that I'm, I'm b- because I write there, but I think picture list it's moving in in a good direction there. Mm-hmm they're trying to make things more accessible for 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 everyone. What they did with the players pages uh, this year it's really really cool because you can have all things there. And not everyone is, you know, familiar with the statcast and uh, and and even fan graphs can be a little bit overwhelming sometimes yeah. in terms of how they present things. So so I think it's important to have things uh, in a way that the user can feel more comfortable working with them, I'm, I'm all for it uh, and um, that uh, that's what I want to do with it
1: no and and you are you're already ahead of the game there like I said because like I, I can read things I get so fed up with Statcast because there's so many things I want our baseball savant I mean so many things I want to do and I just can't figure out like I see people do it and there's a the search engines and I just I get frustrated I'm like I don't have time to figure this out it's annoying but, mm-hmm. um, you know, FanGraphs is better. Still, there's a few things mm-hmm. that get a little clunky, but it's better. Like you said, you have your thing. It's It, it has the main stats right there for me. I don't think a custom leaderboard. You have already the chart you can make. You're going to improve on more things for that, which I agree sure. is that's one thing as analysts that I think we need to always remember is some people love the long, exploratory things. That's great. That can always be there in case someone wants to go double check on something. But yep. I think the easier we make things, the more popular it's going to be, and the better it's going to be. That's a hundred percent. I agree with what you said there sure. because even if it's like maybe someone's got the time, but it's like a quick hey, I'm deciding between two players. I got to figure it out. Like Fab's done in five minutes. Like let me go do it. That's exactly. important. That's very important. Exactly. So I, I like where you're going with that. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to it as well. Let thank you, and I, and I
2: want to to public, uh, uh, you know, thank you for all the support that you've given me uh, on this, and I am really, really, you know, I, I really appreciate appreciate it, and and I mean, thanks a lot. No problem. Uh, good work and good work by
1: good people. I will spread <laughs> all the time. I have no problem with that at all. So um, it's like some. Uh, I don't know. How everybody likes Howard Stern, but one of his things he always said was you know, he's famous. So everyone wanted him to advertise for them. That was easy. He would never advertise unless he endorsed the product. He wouldn't do it. He didn't care how much they paid or how little they paid. He wouldn't do it. I kind of try to keep that same mantra. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I have, I, I could retweet every tweet and I, I do a lot, but I have to like it too. Cause I don't want to just like spread the word for people sure. to check stuff out. So, um, I, cause there's so much out there, but uh, you sure. do great stuff. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, David Mendelssohn, our buddy, D Mindy, <laughs> you mentioned triple play earlier. Um, his brother, yes, Doc, I always call him Doc. I can't even remember his real name either. But Eric, most, Eric, Eric, there you go. Most people just know me as Bubba, it's like you know me as Brian, but most people just know me as Bubba. Um, David Mendelson, he has a real question for you, like serious, I should say, <laughs> and then a not so serious, in, tip, in typical triple play fashion. Um, yeah, yeah. I love First, those guys. <laughs> they're the best. They're the absolute best. Um, he asks, what are the chances you think the A's re-sign Starling Marte? I
2: uh, mean, I hope so. I mean, I, 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 I have no idea if, if they're going to do it because they are so cheap. that anything. Uh, I think it's, he's going to get a good dollar pay, so he deserves it. But I really, really want him in, in my team as long as possible. Yeah, so that, I, I don't have a, I, that's a non-answer to be honest, but uh, I wish it, it it happens.
1: He's getting older, so he might not look to break the bank. That's where it's going to get interesting. He might just yeah. want to be happy. Then again, he deserves to break the bank. So <laughs> we'll see yeah. how this goes. Um, yeah. There'll be something and There's we'll be an
2: interesting, accurate. an interesting thing. The stolen base looks like it's coming back to the game, and and this is because we got to an efficiency point and and I I know the traditionalists hate all of us number guys because we talk like that but uh, there's been a lot of studies that say that if the rate of success for stolen bases go beyond 75% it's worth it it's really worth it and we finally got that threshold for the whole league this year so teams are like refining that that the, the the stolen base can be useful and that they it can be afforded that it's worth it uh, um, as an offensive uh, um you know weapon so i think uh, uh these guys that can steal bases are going to be more valuable everything time because they are going to get more opportunities uh, and that i mean at the end it's a thing of volume you know and yeah. and 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 I, 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 that's why I hope he, he he can be in my team uh, really for a long time, right? as long yeah. as, as, as possible.
1: No, that's a good point. It's a good point. And one thing I saw in the fall league, they're doing the pitch clock for the pitchers and hitters. It's for both of them. But we saw more stealing because when the pitch clock gets to like two or one, they got to throw. So you can oh, take a right. jump sooner. Right. There was a right. lot of stealing going on. And there's a couple of spots where the catcher never even threw the ball. The second author, like he's staring through the wall because he had no chance. So that'll be interesting to see how that develops as well. That's um, cool. The other question Mister Mendelssohn had, and this is typical triple play. As I said, would you rather wipe with sandpaper or use hot
2: sauce as eye drops? Oh my god! I think I'm gonna risk because I have two eyes, so I, I, yeah. I'm gonna risk. I'm gonna risk it with that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think it's a great point. I didn't even think of that part. I think it's a great point because the whole idea, I can still live life and make it work with technology these days with like blurry vision (laughs) the sandpaper thing just is beyond not good, like beyond not good so i think i'm with you on that one that's um he always has something like that it's it's unbelievable these guys but i love them love them but uh yeah yeah, i think we're on the same page there but um carlos that'll wrap us up for another fun episode here um Remember, everybody, check out his work at PitcherList.com and on Twitter at C-A-Marcano, M-A-R-C-A-N-O. But Carlos, I always enjoy um, having you on the show. I always enjoy chatting with you if it's here, on Twitter, wherever. Um, it's, it's always great. You're doing great work. So I, I truly appreciate that, and I look forward to chatting with you again as this product continues to develop because it is great. And
2: maybe next time you'll be working for the Mariners or something, but it's it's pretty good stuff. (laughs) Oh man, I wish. So no, I mean, the pleasure is always mine, Brian. I I really, really enjoy talking with you baseball or or anything. And uh, I, I I mean, if there is one guy in the community that deserves all the praise and, uh, and all the, the, you know, the following that uh, you have gotten it's it's you because you do honest good job which is really really cool to see because there are, uh, might be guys with more followers but the, sometimes they they don't check well in the in the honest and a nice part of the game so I, I i truly i'm really really honored to be anytime that you you invite me here Always, always, my friend. I
1: appreciate it. And again, we will do it again. Uh, Definitely, definitely do it again because I enjoy it. Your knowledge and your everything. It's always great. So looking forward to next time. But make sure you guys, again, follow him on Twitter at C.A. Marcano, M-A-R-C-A-N-O. You'll not regret it. is the great content. And this is just like the tool he has developed, the stats he's developed. He writes amazing articles. Like he breaks it down. Like he could have wrote a Giants article that would have made him the most famous guy on Twitter. Didn't happen. But he had other great stuff. His articles are great as well. So go check all that out, com. And that website, they have some cool things coming up in a couple months. So go check that yeah. out as well. But um, again, this was Bench with Bubba, episode 409. Catch you guys next time.